Welcome to the Alad Pod, an online town hall program designed to bring our government back to you. I'm your host, Alad Gross. I'm a civil rights attorney and educator right here in Missouri. I love our state and our country, so let's talk about ways to make them even better. On this episode, we are joined by Jessica Piper, the Democratic candidate for Missouri House District 1 in Northwest Missouri. This was our first live episode, recorded outside Tower Grove Park. I apologize about the audio. We'll get it fixed next time. Still, a great interview with Jess Piper. Jessica Piper. <gasps> Thank you, Charlie. Yay! Well, welcome, Jessica. And thank you. Yes. It's great to be here. Yeah, so we're here. We're in St. Louis right now. Yes. Okay, uh, you're running for an office. I am. You're running for Missouri House of Representatives. I am. In fact, in district number one, the number first one. district ever. I mean, it's just the numbering of it, but yeah. But so, what do you do all the way to St. Louis? This is a long, a long way. Five hours. I've made that trip a few times. Yes. And it's very far. Yes. Uh, and you're here in beautiful Tower Grove Park. I uh, am. Why? Uh, well, I came with my husband, who uh, brings his wares mm-hmm. to the farmers market, uh-huh. and uh, we love St. Louis, and we absolutely love Tower Grove. If you haven't been here, you should be here. It's beautiful. Um, and then I knew that Elad and I were going to be speaking, so I was like, "Hey, I'll be here." This is great. Yeah. I mean, you know, I thought you were just going to say I came all the way down for the show because <laughs> yes, the show is the I coolest thing <laughs> ever, uh, and I'm really excited about. It. Uh, no, this is great, uh, and, and very happy to have you here. Thank so, you. Uh, welcome to St. Louis, Thank and uh, uh, happy trip wherever you're going. Yes. Uh, so here, I, I promised I was going to make a deal to you. Okay. Okay, because I don't know how well this is going to work. Maybe you are watching right now, and you can tell me if it's working or not. I hope it is. Uh, but I'll make a deal. Okay. We'll do another one of these. Okay. And that one, I will come to your neck of the woods. Yes. Come that to sound the fair? farm. Come that to the sound? farm. Okay. All right. Okay. Do you have a farm? Yes. Yeah, and you have, wait, wait, there's eggs here from your farm. There are eggs. These are them. Okay, I've been promised that they're very good. They're good. Yes, so wait, tell, tell us about your farm. Okay, so um, we're actually like subsistence farmers, so we live okay. on a small plot of land. Uh, we grow our own beef. Um, we have chickens, we have eggs, uh, we have rabbits for fun. Um, and so it's just sustaining ourselves. We have huge gardens in the summer. I can, I freeze. So, oh, yeah, cool. just try to take care of our own needs with our little plot of land. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. Okay. Uh, is that what you do? I mean, you said you're subsistence farming, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's probably not what you're doing for a living. No. No? What do you do for a living? I'm a teacher. Ah, okay. There we are. Okay. What do you teach? I teach uh, 11th grade American literature. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Okay. High school yeah. English. High school English. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. And 17-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, how long? So you've been doing that for how long? Uh, this is my 16th year. 16th year. Congratulations. Thank That's wonderful. You. Thank okay. you. Okay. Uh, and, and so you're teaching. So you, District 1, which uh-huh. we should mention, Northwest Missouri. Yes. Uh, is, is that where you're, you're teaching in that, in your same district? I am. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So District 1 is Nottoway, Holt, Atchison, and Worth uh-huh. Counties. Yeah. So yeah. way up there in the yes. Northwest corner. Uh, is Rockport in your district? It is. Okay. Wait, is the Panther Drive-In in your district? The Panther Drive-In? Is the Panther Drive-In in your district? 
No, it's okay. <laughs> but it might be in his over there. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. No, not here. It's all the way in northwest Missouri. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's very good. If you're ever there, you should try it. It's icy. Yeah, it's delicious. Do you know? Never heard of it. All right, I'll find it. I'll post it. I'll, I'll put it somewhere. There. I'll go there. Yeah. It's, it's up there. <laughs> I'm not sure what town. I'm trying to remember, and I can't. Yeah. Yeah. No. We went to it, didn't we? Okay, there's a lot of people around us right now, in case you're wondering who I'm talking to. And uh, uh, Jess's husband's over there. My wife is over here. And we went to the Panther Drive-In. We did, and it was really good. There's tons of great ice cream in Northwest Missouri. There is. Yeah. What else is great about Northwest Missouri? Um, I would say just the life, the life you can lead uh, in, in that sort of country. Um, prices for homes and land are affordable for people like us. Mm -hmm. um, you can live the life that a lot of people really dream about. And yeah. It's real life up there. Yeah. So it's fantastic. It is some of the, so I've driven around Missouri quite a bit, yeah. as some folks know. And some of my favorite parts to drive through are actually in your district. Yeah. I think it's, it's some of the prettiest parts of Missouri. I know southern Missouri, there's a lot of, you know. Mountains. Uh, yes, yeah. the nature, you know, and, and the rivers and all this. But, but it's just driving through, especially like through the northern part of the state, is just uh, my favorite trip. It is. Today. If you like sunrises, if you like sunsets, mm -hmm. that's the place to go. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yes. Okay. So you're running now. I am. You've been teaching yes. and now you're running. Yes. Uh, and actually there's, there, some folks might not know this, but in Missouri, you cannot be a teacher and be elected as a state representative at the same time. I did. Well, it's a good thing that I'm not going to be teaching anymore <laughs> next year. <laughs> that worked out perfectly. Well, I did, I did that. Yeah. Well, I think I just, you know, I'm just pointing it out there because yeah. I know a lot of teachers also watch this. Yes. Uh, and I speak a lot about teaching and education yes. and you know, we kind of, we kind of get the policies we get when we don't have teachers there. Yes. It would be nice to have some, we have some former teachers and former educators there, some superintendents. Tell us, uh, does your education, you know, work in education in Missouri, has that uh, informed, you know, any of the things that you think we should see in our state government? Obviously, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's really tough for teachers to see legislation come in that um, doesn't pertain to us or maybe is already taught. And I see that a lot in bills that are, um, you know, that people are struggling with. There's one going through right now about the 1619 project. Yeah. Um, and so maybe we want to talk about that a little bit uh -huh. later, pretty yeah. contentious. Um, but yeah, um, sometimes lawmakers don't know the difference between curriculum and a lesson plan. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they don't know that, um, that curriculum is built in the state, that the federal government doesn't mandate curriculum for, you know, the state of Missouri. So um, it would be helpful for someone to understand how schools work, how, uh, what a teacher's job looks like. Um, yep. I think that that would be helpful. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that we need to fund schools. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be nice too. I mean, we, we talk a lot about defund this or that, but we've been defunding education in the state of Missouri. A long time. For a long, long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, and teachers aren't getting paid. Right. Uh, and oftentimes you have to pay for stuff for your classroom on your own. And uh, I, think, I think people don't understand that uh -huh. because they're like, well, so what are you buying? Pencils? And I'll just give you an example. We, we read a couple of novels and I wanted to show the kids clips from the movies that went with them. Uh -huh. So I purchased the movies. So it's an everyday right. thing. Like I need to go to Amazon and spend $13 on the Grapes of Wrath to show them, you know, Henry Fonda for a minute and a half. Mm -hmm. So these yeah. things that they just, they do, they add up. And besides the pencils and, you know, decorating our rooms, everything comes out of our pocket. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, well, thank you for doing that. Uh, unfortunately, you have to do that uh, <laughs> in order to be, you know, to be good at your job and to, to help the kids of our state. And we really uh, need better and, and deserve better. So, um, okay, so what are, give me some, some, some plans. You're, you're elected, okay? Mm -hmm. You're visualizing this. I you're elected. So. <laughs> you're going over to Jefferson City and uh, you're proposing some bills, right? You're pre-filing them. Okay. So you're putting them up there, people can see them, and then we're gonna talk and we're gonna debate, we're gonna put them in a committee. Right. What, what like areas are you really looking to get involved in as a state representative for Missouri? Obviously education. Mm -hmm. um, um, up in my neck of the woods, sometimes it's hard to get snow off the roads because mm -hmm. our roads aren't paved very well. My neighbor across the street, before she mows her lawn, has to pick up the asphalt out of her yard um, because it's crumbling on both sides of the road. So I think, yeah. you know, road improvement is big. Making sure that my neighbors have health care um, and that our rural hospitals stay open, that yeah. we're funding them and that they're able to stay open. So those are three things I'm really concerned about. Also, CAFOs, um, mm -hmm. which are concentrated animal feeding operations. Um, we just stopped one, I say me, they just stopped one in Chillicothe from coming in. But, yeah. um, there was a bill signed in I think 2019, I forget the bill, it was a Senate bill, but anyway, it uh, negated local control. Mm -hmm. And so um, these CAFOs can come into areas like mine and my neighbors and poison our air, poison our water with, you know, 10,000 hogs um, or yeah. whatever they bring. That's right, right, right. Yeah, and we see what happened in Iowa. Um, and so now Missouri is sort of a target for CAFOs. And unfortunately, um, our elected representatives have allowed this to happen and yeah. so it's just a constant fight and we know uh they stopped the one in chillicothe but mm -hmm. they're going to be back they're yeah. looking for another place to go yeah yeah that was uh uh, uh friends of Poozie yes. uh who put up a, a great fight and they organized quite a bit uh missouri rural crisis center was really involved in that uh and thank you to everybody who uh we put on a show about that too but everybody who came and provided comments uh public comment because they were trying to redefine Groundwater. <laughs> right. <laughs> to not include some of the groundwater, uh, which is just wild. But that's because they wanted to open. Uh, yeah, it was 10,000 10, pigs, right, for, for that site. Yep. Um, Millions of gallons of waste yeah. um, that eventually leaches into our groundwater. Right, right. And imagine not only the effects on, you know, your home value and everything else, but the, the health effects and everything else in the area. So uh, just a total mess. But yeah. Thankfully, uh, because of a lot of the resistance, that company pulled out, but they're going to look for something else to go to. So, exactly. yeah. Yeah. And you're so right. I mean, a lot of local counties, I think Livingston County was one of them, too, if I'm not mistaken, but had uh, local health uh, ordinances yes. that essentially blocked a lot of these CAFOs from coming in. Right. Until the Senate bill came yeah. through. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so much for local control. Right. Uh, right. Uh, so if you're supporting whatever county you're in, you don't want these things in your backyard, uh, maybe you consider who you're voting for for state representative and state senate because and that's honestly, a deal. I mean, this affects people in rural um, communities. And so a lot of these people did vote, uh, have always voted for Republicans. Mm -hmm. And this, this flips people. This makes them think about who they're voting for because, yeah. you know, you can have a lot of values that I align with, but if you're going to poison my children, I'm not voting for you. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It should be more than just the party thing is one thing and maybe it's made it easy in the past or whatever. I don't know. But right now you should really take a look at what everybody's proposing, whatever their party is. So, exactly. um, yeah, because some of these policies are absolutely terrible. OK, so we've got. Um, OK, so farming, I mean, in terms of 
You know, well, you know, there's another aspect to it too because we're talking about uh, some of these concentrated uh, animal feeding operations are also, you know, either their animals are owned or the companies are part owned uh, by foreign entities. Yes. And uh, what's really been damaging in Missouri is it is pushing uh, small farmers out of business because yes. they can't compete. There's no way to compete with that. Right. And um, we don't know because of. Uh we don't know where our meat originates um, mm -hmm. because we're struggling with that too. So when you go to the grocery store, or even if you go to Walmart, when you look at your beef, you may ha have absolutely no idea where it came from, where it was processed. And so yeah. that's another fight to get the country of origin uh, onto labeling for meats. Right, yes, and that has been proposed in the legislature, so that is something that the local legislature in the state can do. Another example of why this office is really important. Right. Uh, okay, any other, any big policy um, highlights that you're uh, looking at. Those feel so big to me. Yeah, right I mean, now. they're very big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, education. Um, the, what's going on in Missouri with education is, was really um, made me, pushed me to mm -hmm. do something different because um, all the choice bills. Uh, now you see um, the fight against um, 1619 and CRT is, is turning into, oh, well, if we had choice, you know, we wouldn't have to, our yeah. kids wouldn't hear anything like this. And so, it's just morphed into this big, huge <laughs> ball of bad. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's what really pushed me into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we could talk about, I mean, because, you know, you're a teacher. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, uh, you're teaching high school students. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So there's there's a, a bill that has been proposed in Missouri. And it has, you know, it's trying to make the rounds all the way until it's a, it's a law um, that has stirred up a lot. And actually, it's not just in Missouri. It's. Uh, in many parts of the country. It's an ALEC bill. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. So so ALEC, for those who don't know, it's this corporate kind of uh, conglomeration of corporations that comes together and they Xerox bills and then send it over to the state. Sometimes they forget to take the <laughs> name of the state off when yeah, they send it to a different one. That. Yeah, that's happened a few times. Um, and so, yeah, could you, I guess, explain a little bit about what the debate is? Cause I, you know, I think a lot of folks are kind of getting up in arms about it, and there was, you know, some state elected officials who are trying to push it a little bit too, one way or another. Right. Uh, but I think a lot of folks aren't really familiar with it one way or another, right. so. Well, uh, they're trying to ban a theory. I don't know how you ban a theory, but, <laughs> but they're trying to ban it. It's called the critical race theory. And all it boils down to is um, letting kids read um, different points of view, uh, teaching African-American lit, teaching indigenous lit, and doing it from the point of view of the African-American experience or the indigenous experience. So when they say critical race uh, theory, it sounds like something that it's it's a nothing burger. It's, I, it's, it's teachers being genuine and teaching children other points of view. Uh -huh. There's a big, um, you know, I think the biggest criticism of it that I've heard, and it doesn't, you know... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the, I've been in classrooms working for like 13 years and I've never seen this happen. But uh, the, the criticism you hear from some parents and some groups, mostly organizations that are pushing it, are saying that they are teaching uh, white kids to hate themselves. No, no. Is that any part like is that part of your classroom environment now? I don't know. I haven't. That Let means... me tell you. OK, I'm white <laughs> and uh, about 98 percent of my children are white as well. My student, not my own children. My students are white that counts. as That's well. That's teacher talk. For, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. my kids. I understand. Yeah. Um, and this is the thing, um, no one, I, I hope that this has never happened, but nobody has ever walked out of my room feeling guilty. Why would a child feel guilty for slavery? Mm. What the child needs to understand is it's something that 
I, it is systematic and systemic and something that I need to address and fix. It's not my fault, mm-hmm. but I need to fix it. Right. And so if we think about it in terms of, say, climate change, the kids are all going to have to deal with climate change. Right. Did they do it? No. Will they have to fix it? Yes. No one feels guilty about it. Yeah. So we need to, we need to know that it's systemic um, and that, that there has been oppression. There is something as white privilege. And let me just talk about that for a minute. I came from the poorest stock you can come from. My grandparents, you know, came across on the Hillbilly Highway. Um, I went without food as a child. I was hungry at school. It was tough to, you know, to learn. I have privilege. And all that means is this. I had a lot of things working against me, but it wasn't my skin color. And so that's all privilege is. And people get so upset about it. It doesn't mean I had an easy, you know, road. I didn't. But the color of my skin was never held against me. That's it. That's mm-hmm. all. You know, it's, it's interesting because I think a lot of people, um, and if my mom's watching, I talk to her about this too, uh, but a lot of people kind of see the talk about privilege, and I think they get immediately defensive because they think, you're going to take something away from me, right? Versus it saying, no, like what you have, everybody should have, yes. right? The opportunity that you have had should be afforded to everyone in America, right. and, uh, and maybe you even more than you are getting right now. Right. You know, there's there's uh, a, a famous, uh, well, obviously everything that he wrote was famous, but Dr. King, yes. uh, and he was sitting in uh, uh, a jail cell, and he was talking to the guards there, and they were white, obviously, mm-hmm. and he was not, and they, uh, you know, he got to talking, and they had him in there, and they were telling, oh, you're doing this all wrong, you shouldn't be doing this, you're just, you know, you're stirring stuff up, and he gets to talking to them, and he says, I never uh, miss an opportunity to preach, and so he does, and he, t- and he tells them, and he asks them how much they make. And they tell him the low wages that they're making. And he says, well, you all should be out there marching with us. And right. it's like, you know, it's, it's not that, you know, obviously, like, they were in a position of privilege to him, right, in society and everything else that they were afforded. Uh, but at the same time, like, even they were not getting the opportunities that they should be getting. And that's kind of the, that's kind of the idea. These divisions keep us divided, and it's hard for us to work together. And you bring up something that I talk about all the time. There... There is so much similar between rural people and urban people. And we were mm-hmm. just talking about CAFOs. Think about our history of redlining and where we would force African-Americans to live on a certain um, part of town or next to an overpass. Or sometimes there are pollutants or, or dumps even put in these neighborhoods. That's what they're doing in, in rural America, too. Right. We have the same fight. Um, the low wages, the um, not access to maybe, you know, the education they need, not access to quality health care. These are things we can all get behind mm-hmm. no matter. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of opportunity for us to agree and actually work and fix things yeah. uh, instead of just fighting about stuff all the time. So, exactly. um, all right, if you guys, if you all have questions, go ahead and put them in the comments. I'm checking a few now. It's a little bit of a different setup. So, I'm just, oh, this is nice. Okay, Mary's 100% behind you, Jess. Thanks, Mary. She's she's there. She wishes she could be here right now. That's okay. Next time, let's get rid of this freaking virus thing, and then we can go. Morton from the St. Charles area. Go, Jessica Piper. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Everybody's team Jess over here. This is great. Lots of St. Charles people. Phelps County. Checking in from Sonic. Good. I hope hey. it's good. So that's great. Yeah. That is wonderful. Now, this is... Oh, no, hi! Do, do you have any questions? As you do, just, you know, let me know. And we'll get it. You'll be our first live question if you figure it out. 
Okay, so this is a big responsibility now. Okay, all right, good. Uh, well, I've got some because you okay. brought this up. Uh, Medicaid. Yeah. <laughs> Just talked about healthcare, right? We've got we've got a big problem in the state of Missouri where uh, we are seeing rural hospitals that aren't getting the funding that they need, so they're closing, yep. and that's killing local towns because you got a lot of folks. And you know, I mean, it's I don't know if, if you've seen this too, but I know uh, Marceline. Uh, a lot of towns I've been to, the age has increased. Yes. And so there's a, a more of a reliance on, on needing health care to be available there, not to be like an hour and a half away. Um, and so folks will have to move away. More people will have if those opportunities aren't there. Uh, in Missouri, we all voted on this thing. And I, uh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> me too. And even the people who voted against it, they, I mean, they lost. And that's how elections work, right? Yes. Okay, like I've disagreed with some things we've done in Missouri, but still, like, it's in the Constitution. All right, I mean, that's what we got to do. So we put Medicaid expansion into the Missouri Constitution. So it says yeah. that come this summer, we are expanding Medicaid. Okay, so the legislature's like, well, you didn't tell us we had to give money to it, so we're not going to fund it. But you still have to expand it, right? And, and so if you don't put money into it, now basically what we've done is all the people who are on it, we're now going to add a pile of more people on top of that right. with the exact same amount of money. So same money, more people equals less money per person, right. which means we've defunded Medicaid right. unless we put funding into it. Um, how... What, like in, in terms of the healthcare situation you're seeing in your area, yeah. what what kind of benefits? Because you know, I, I, there are some places where they just you know we don't want Medicaid, we don't want to expand Medicaid for this reason or that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of them um, you know a little questionable because we've studied the issue, we've seen it, it increases the economy and jobs, and you know it, does, it helps. Yeah. So I mean, do you think it would have any impact in your district specifically? Well, um, we we have a large hospital in Maryville, um, and there's a couple smaller hospitals up there. Uh, the one in Maryville ended up having to merge with um, another out of St. Joe, and I assume it's for uh, reasons, that, you know, funding, that sort of thing. Right. Um, what was really um, unhelpful to a lot of people in Maryville specifically is that um, the hospital had run a child care center, and uh, we're really lacking child care. Um, I think everyone in the state is yeah. really struggling uh, finding quality child care. Right. Um, but they shut the doors and 180 kids um, were left without a place to go. So those things that we think, oh, it's just the hospital. It's just, it's, it's not. It's a community. It's the nurses who work there. It's the doctors who are in town. It's people who do need access to care quickly rather than having to go. St. Joe's an hour for me. So that right. is not, you know, if I need stitches or something or my kids, because my kids always need stitches. <laughs> 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 we have so many boots and, and uh, things in our house. But uh, anyway, um, we do need those things close by and it's um it's pretty awful that we voted for it we passed it um and this is where i think that people don't understand that state representatives make a huge difference because if that had come through then i would have voted of course this is what the people said um and a lot of our reps didn't uh, right. vote in that in that way so yeah right right yeah it's uh yeah it's unfortunate it's in limbo right now uh, so now it's up to the governor, I suppose, because he did propose it in his budget. He did. He said right. people vote for it. I didn't agree for it, but, you know, that's what we're going to do. Yep. And uh, uh, so now, I mean, the thing is it wouldn't take a whole ton of money to expand it. Right. Because the federal government will then give you a whole ton. They're matching it. And, I mean, right now it's over the 90% match that right. happens anyway. So um, it creates jobs. It's a huge investment in the state of Missouri. And for folks who are like, I don't want to pay more taxes, you're already paying for it. You're just paying for all these other states to have it instead of us. 
Like everybody else is getting it except for just a handful of states and we're one of them. Right. So. And if, I mean, if we're really being honest, if I don't have health care, but something happens to me, right. I'm going to go to the ER mm-hmm. and they're going to treat me. And then where does that money come from? So, I mean, we're already paying for it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we are. Yeah. Oh, is this your time? Do you have a question? We have our first live question ever. Oh, this is exciting. Yeah, what is it? Yeah. I've been writing and contacting legislators, okay. including my own, about transgender, uh, anti-transgender bills that are going on. Huh? Just, I don't know if you've addressed that already. Oh, yeah. No, that's great. Um, okay, so I'll repeat, I'll repeat it on here, uh, so that way in case folks didn't hear. And then, that's great. And thank you for doing that. Betsy Vanderhaven. Yes, Betsy. So Betsy, Betsy has been, has been uh, what have you been doing when you've contacted your legislature? Are you emailing or calling? Okay, great. So, and you find that contact information for your legislators, right? Online, very easy to find. In fact, you can go to takebackmo.org slash officials right now and find them. Uh, and then you're, you're talking to them specifically about the anti-trans, uh, transgender bills that are going through not only Missouri's legislature, uh, but yeah, they're pushing all over the place. Yes. So, uh, yeah, do you have any thoughts about that? I don't, I don't think it's Just any a of their business. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is this affects me. This is um, not me personally, but I have students um, who are in this situation, and I'm broken for them because why is anybody getting in between them and their medical care? Why these kids have it so? And I don't get emotional very often, but when I talk about my kids, I do. They are um, they're struggling in every area, in every aspect of their life, anyway. And then to come and say you can't have health care or you can't have this medicine that's gonna help you get through life is devastating, it's disgusting. They should stay out of it. And by the way, um, the ban on on sports is just the silliest thing I've ever heard. If they think that children are transitioning to run to a track, (laughs) I'm sorry. No, they're not. Do you understand what these kids are going through? Leave them alone, leave them alone. Yeah, what, what? a lot of the state legislators who are debating this didn't know is that there are already rules about all of this stuff at, at the Missouri state level. I made uh, that point to one of the legislators who was chair of the yeah. committee. Yeah, it's like, why, why don't, I mean, just look it up. Like, if you got a question, you think it's a problem, then go look it up, right? But no, it's not a problem because it's a manufactured thing that's just being pushed by, you know, these same groups all over the country. I honestly... transgender kids, not guns. Right, right. Yeah, and it's like it's like a generated point. fear, right? Because yeah. like, what what is it? They're just kids, and and you, some came and testified. I know quite a few who did come and testify. Right. And Danielle. yeah, oh Danielle's wonderful. Yeah, Danielle, yeah. shout out James, Miles, Danielle. all of you, uh, Miles especially. But uh, yeah, goodness, I mean, it's just it's it's so it's just so stupid. Like it, I mean, it's literally just like something that. Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm getting off on a thing, uh, <laughs> but it's just something that they are using on purpose yeah. right to so that this is what we're talking about right. we're not talking about the problems with capos we're not talking about yeah our guns uh, uh of which we had several shootings in this city just last night yeah. uh, we're not talking about how violence has increased in the state for the last several years under current leadership uh we're not talking about any of the the issues that we really need to solve we're just coming up with something that some guy from out of our state decided that this is what we're going to talk about now and uh, gets people all up in arms for it. Yeah, so, I think yeah. we're just running on like outrage culture mm-hmm. uh, recently. But and I also think that they they pick on people who uh, it's such a small minority of people, right. and they feel safe picking on those people, yeah. thinking, well, it's only going to affect so many, so they can go out of their way to to pick on children. Right. 
and bully children. Yeah. 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 Taking vulnerable folks. So, yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations on our first live question. That's very exciting. Thank yes. you. Welcome. Yeah. If you have another one, let us know. We're going to be here for a little bit. Talked about his capos. Yes. Yeah. And I've been writing and, you know, calling about the capos too and about the uh, We appreciate the you. The water, the uh, whatever. Ground water. And mm -hmm. purged water. Purged. Yes. Water. Right. Yes. Yeah, so that, that's also a, something I, uh, I just, you have to pick a couple of issues. You do. There are so many things that are going wrong that you have to choose one or two issues and, and go full tilt on it because yeah. there is so much to be done. Yeah. I think that's purposeful. They want us to not be able to focus. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. You're totally right. Well, shout out to Betsy for doing all of this. This Thank is you. great. Um, oh, great. And you got a question that was, was like in line with while we were talking. Hold up. Um, this is good. So, so how do we change? Okay. What are your thoughts about changing uh, in general how divisive politics has become? Right. Because, I mean, right. you're in a district that, that is very Republican. Very. And you're running as a Democrat. I am. And so, I mean, you're, you're right on the front lines of all that. So, so what, are you, what, what are your thoughts about that? Um, I, well, it's, it's easy to be nice to people. <laughs> it's not very hard to be nice to folks. A lot of this divisiveness is on, honestly online. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of times um, lawmakers divorce their real self from their online self. And, um, but when you're working with someone in, in close quarters, I think that is helpful. Um, I know we're struggling down there. I know we're in, you know, we have a super majority. Um, right. But it seems like we, we should all be working for the good of our constituents. Um, and sometimes it feels like we're not. Yeah. <laughs> I would think that I would take a call from a constituent, that I would call them back, that I would return an email, that I would... Um, do the things, you know, mm -hmm. that they put me there to do. Right. It is really divisive. Um, and you really do have to talk to people. And I know um, in my area, because it's so Republican, that I do have to, I need to talk to every single person. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise I'm um, something that I'm not. Something that they hear on the news or maybe they read in, um, you know, conservative media. Right. Right. I think part of, you know, part of the reason why I think stuff has become so divisive is also because there's less people involved. Right. I think I think it just it's really easy to kind of tune out and not do very much and kind of just leave it. Yeah. And and like, oh, that's just something that's happening in Jefferson City. Most people don't even know who their state rep is. Yeah. They don't know who, you know, their elected uh, local county folks are, even though like that's those are the people who are doing a ton yes. that would have like impact directly on schools and the parks and everything mm -hmm. else that we see roads, all of that. Right. Um, but I think I think because we've kind of separated from that civic engagement. It's, it's just easier for, you know, a few folks to get up there and say something and then get like, you know, somebody really fired up or a group of folks really fired up. Yeah. And uh, it just, it's, it's, it seems like the responsibility on the citizens of our country and our state is really to get more involved, but they've really made it hard to get involved too. It's to very degree. hard. Yeah. I know um, when I talk to people and, and show them, you know, a representative's record or a senator's record for voting, their mm -hmm. first thing is, how do I know? How do I find this? And right. we have made it difficult. You know, it's like trying to pay your taxes or something. It's, it's yeah. hard to figure it out. Right. Yeah. And it's, it should be easy. It's like paying, trying to pay your taxes. <laughs> Can't yeah. you just send me a bill? Yeah. <laughs> right. Or just like one page or something. <laughs> it's like, here's, here's what I made. Here's what I owe you. Right. Just take it. Just take it from me. Yeah. Uh, okay. I got a question here. Uh, 
What does Jess think about gun laws being proposed and are you a gun owner? I am a gun owner. Okay. Uh, thank you for asking me. And that's another misconception that people have with Democrats. Uh, I don't intend to grab anybody's gun. <laughs> <laughs> I have my own. Thank you. Um, so um, the struggle I have and that and the reason that we're seeing what we're seeing is because of that easy access to guns. Um, and we, we do have a background system, but there are so many loopholes to it. Um, and that's what I see a lot of people when I say, well, you know, we should have universal background checks. They say, well, we do have them. Yes, we do. But there are so many ways to get around those. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I think Biden has some great plans. And I think when people look at what he's proposing, um, it's really not radical like they think it is. Um, but as a gun owner, and we use our guns um, utilitarian style, we hunt and mm -hmm. we eat what we hunt. And so... I don't want anyone's guns, but I want to make sure that those guns um, are owned by people who have had a background check, um, who haven't been, you know, convicted of beating their spouse or their children, um, that sort of thing. It, it's called common sense for a reason. It really right. is. And most gun owners agree with this. The When people say, you know, they're coming for 2A, um, the worst thing we can do is just open it up for anyone to have guns because then eventually it is going to be right. more a problem. Right. I mean, the longer that you allow, a, because there's no question there's a problem, right? And right. so the longer that we allow the problem to go on, the more extreme the measures will have to become. Right. And it makes sense. I mean, now, I mean, obviously we're having a terrible problem in the state of Missouri. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's a little bit different because I think, you know, gun culture around the state is different depending on where you grew up because mm -hmm. you grew up in a more rural area. Uh, you're probably learning from a younger age responsibility around with like how to use them as a tool. Whereas here, unfortunately, I mean, I've had kids um, as young as 14 who have bought a gun off the street. And, and, you know, when you're using a gun like that, you're not trained on how to do it. You don't know. You're not going to a class to get some anything. And so when you're, you're shooting a gun, you're doing it like you see on TV. You're just spraying it. You, it. it might not hit anybody. It might hit somebody you don't mean to. And we're seeing a lot of that kind of violence in urban areas, especially in Kansas City and St. Louis. Uh, we're seeing it some degree in St. Joe, uh, but it's actually on the rise everywhere throughout right. the state, Springfield too. And um, yeah, I think that's a really, it's a really good point. It's, it's, if you don't deal with the problem at an earlier stage, it just gets worse and really it hurts everybody who wants to own a gun right. and wants that second amendment to be protected. Right, yeah. exactly. Uh, just letting it, gun violence go rampant is really hurting responsible gun ownership and I just wish that everybody recognized that it, it's not anyone coming for your guns it's the fact that we can't have um, children dying you mm -hmm. know um, mm -hmm. yeah nearly every day right right I think there's there's opportunities for our state you know things that even if on the extreme sides both ways right where in the middle you can still agree on a lot and I think that you know there are programs that really do intervene in violence and try to prevent violence before it happens um, you know, there's, there's training around a lot of this stuff too. So there are those programs. In fact, uh, governor Parson, um, really supported one of those and put a lot of funding into it. Right. Um, it would be nice if that was more widely shared, right. uh, among those who are in charge right now, but yeah. that's what it is. Um, you have any questions? You keep on thinking cause you can be the second live question today. That would be an honor to have it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Wait, hold up. All right. We've got um, oh, there he is, Bill. Hey, buddy. This is a good point. Join your local committee and participate. We need people. 
right? And you're, I mean, you're very involved for folks who don't know. We got to put up your information. Hold up. Let me get you. This is a little different for me today, but I'll type it in. Uh, your website. Wait, hold up. You've got a website. I do. It's in the, it's in the description. Click on that darn thing. It's an up ballot website, right? Yeah. It's very nice. And folks can get involved in your campaign and yes. donate there. Yes. Donate on the campaign. Thank That's you. very needed. <laughs> uh, and then uh, on Twitter, if you follow this, your, your personal one, your English That's teach one, personal. they'll get to your other one, they right? Will. Because you're going to see all of them today, yes. all of these new people, yes. and you're going to tell them to go. So go check that one out too. Um, let's see. Yes. Getting involved locally is really important. Um, okay. Great question. Uh, because we kind of segued into this already. Any thoughts on justice issues, justice reform issues, criminal justice issues in general in the state of Missouri? Yeah. Um, definitely have a lot of work to do mm -hmm. on it. Um, and I'm not especially, um, well-versed on that other than teaching, uh, justice and teaching, um, you know, that sort of thing. So no, I would definitely have to be a little more informed before I can speak on that. But I know yep. that there are people that are sitting in jail cells who shouldn't be sitting in jail cells. I know that there is an organization that I just found out about that delivers ballots to people who are sitting mm -hmm. in jail who have not been convicted of a crime. And so to me, that is definitely something that needs to be reformed. So Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, actually there was a... Uh, another story of this that just came out. So there, there have been several people uh, in Missouri prisons who are wrongfully convicted, and they, uh, you know, that's a long process, right? Because everybody's assuming you're there, you must be there for a reason, right? Uh, and then they find out many years later, oh, the prosecutor did something wrong, a police officer did something wrong, a witness lied, whatever it was. Um, there was a uh, a man who um, was he was actually there. Uh, in prison for a long time, and then the prosecutor from St. Louis City said, we looked over his case, and we were wrong, and he should be released. So the prosecutor said, we want him released. Uh, the Attorney General of Missouri intervened and said, no, you don't, you can't do that. This is not how you do this stuff. And so they went to court, and the Missouri Supreme Court said, uh, we agree with the Attorney General. Uh, we are not going to release this person. What you should do instead is you should go and file a very special lawsuit saying that I should be released. And, and that's, that's the only thing you can do. Well, somebody else did that because everybody's trying, you know, and so there's another guy, uh, another judge said, this guy's completely innocent. The people have looked into it. This is wrong. And here's all the reasons why they prosecuted him wrong. All the witnesses, no, we, we were lying because he wanted a better deal and stuff. And, uh, they filed that special lawsuit and the court said, no, you can't do that in the state of Missouri. So now they're all saying the same thing, right? Like, oh no, you can't do it this way. You can't do it that way. And unfortunately, um, you know, the folks who are in that justice system, including our attorney general, some prosecutors are different, like, for example, here and in some other parts of the state that they're trying to correct those mistakes. Uh, but if, you, if you've got folks who are going to pose it the whole way, then you've got a pretty broken system. So that's, that's an idea for something that could change in Missouri's law. Make that a lot easier to do. Exactly. Um, you bring up something um, that I think it really needs to be addressed, um, and that is being an expert in an area. What do you do? Are you an attorney, aren't you? I do that thing. Yes, yeah, I do, do that, that thing. thing. Yeah. So you know a lot about that. I know a little bit, yeah. So if, uh -huh. if someone, if there were something that uh, needed to be um, a bill, uh, something that we needed to look at, what I would do as a state representative is talk to someone who knows more than me. And I've learned mm -hmm. this through teaching, um, that I'm not an expert in every area. And so I need to reach out to people who are. And let me tell you, 
you have people writing bills right now on education that have no business doing that. They need to be reaching out to teachers. And so that's why I'm so frustrated. If you want to talk about healthcare, who do I need to reach out to? I need to talk to nurses. I need to talk to doctors. I need to talk to, to hospital CEOs. I don't, and that's the frustrating part is everyone now is just like writing bills that they, they just don't have any expertise in and it's not okay. And that's why we see things happening um, like that. And right. so I think, and I was talking to my husband, I said, what if a lad asked me a question that I don't know the answer to? And he was like, what do you do in class? And I say, you know, I don't know, but I'm going to find out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I do. It's a good way of doing it. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm, that's just, it's just something that I've noticed after watching politics for a while that really uh -huh. frustrates me. Yeah. Like when you don't know the difference between, uh, you know, board um, approved curriculum and a lesson plan. <laughs> yeah. But why would they? They're not teachers. Right. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Why would they? They're just making policy for all of you. I mean, why, why should we know any of this yeah. stuff? Yeah. yeah. And so when you write gun policies, how about you reach out to people who use guns like I do? Um, I don't own any, I own handguns. I don't have any in my home because I have children in my home. Mm -hmm. um, but we have hunting rifles, that sort of thing. Um, so why not reach out to someone like me who believes in reasonable control um, and, and reasonable laws um, instead of just reaching out to people who say, nope, everybody deserves anything they want, you know? So I think that expertise is still a thing. And why don't we look for people who are experts? Yeah. Yeah. Um... Thanks for coming. And for our first live question, <laughs> just another hand. Just another hand, Betsy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Yes. Well, you missed out. You'll have to come to the next one for your live question, okay? Thank you. Thank you, sir. It's great seeing you. Yeah. This is fun. This is good. Okay, we'll have you. You're going to be the first question next time, just so you know. Yeah. Um, okay, this is, we're coming towards the end. So if you guys have questions right now, put them in. We're almost there because we're going to give you plenty of time to close this one out. Don't you worry. I always do. Uh, oh, you've got some people who are ready to volunteer with you right now. Yay. They're ready to come to the district. They're going to come on the road. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I need that. I really do. Thank yes. you. Okay. I've got, I've got um, quick hitter questions for you because okay. we're going to get to these. Oh, I'm okay. excited. All right. Uh, so right now, Kansas City uh -huh. um, does not have local control over their police department. Uh-huh. Uh, St. Louis used to be that way, mm -hmm. no longer that way. Now we do. Uh, your thoughts on local control in Kansas City, if you have any. Um, I, I can't speak to Kansas City, but I'm, okay. I'm for local control over police departments. Okay. Well, local control of police departments, <laughs> but you know, that Kansas City people, that's fine. We're in St. Louis today, baby. Uh, all right. Let's see. Wait, we got another one. All right. Uh, do you support increasing the minimum wage? Yes. Okay. Uh, Easy. <laughs> well, $15 an hour. You like that one? I like $15 okay, an hour. That's I think fine. it's a great start. It's a great start. I agree. That's the statement I <laughs> yeah. like. I like that. Yeah, I mean, goodness gracious. Pay some people already, darn it. Yeah, I mean, you, you think about, I'm sorry, I'm getting off now. It was supposed to be a quick hit around. But like you think about like the cost of rent, everything is going up, right? Yes. And the lower your credit score is, the more you need that stuff, the higher these costs are. And it just it has become extremely expensive to be poor um, in It is. State. And, you know, I talked to somebody who um, had, she, she works full time. She has two children. And so she qualifies for services. She got a raise, mm -hmm. not enough to live on, but then she lost her services. 
And so, I mean, that's something we need to talk about too, you know, is what is the poverty level and at what rate um, can people still qualify for services? Because if you went from $9 an hour right. and then you went to 12, I still can't make it on 12, Yeah. <laughs> but I lost all of my, you know, assistance. Right. And so, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And so, I mean, if we're trying to set up a system where we're encouraging folks, like, People want to work. They yes. want to get involved. They want to be there. Sometimes they need a little help with health care. Uh, uh, you know, mental health services, very big. Drug addiction issues in Missouri, very yes. big. And Medicaid expansion, again, would expand all that kind of treatment to a helpful. lot of folks. Would be really great, folks. <laughs> uh, just so you know, it would save us a lot of money in a lot of you areas. they're sitting there going, we voted for it a lot. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Sorry, you probably did. You. <laughs> you probably did. A couple of you might not have, but that's okay. You're still here with us. That's all right. We could disagree. Look, I, I sent out an email the other day uh, about how pissed I was about this Medicaid expansion thing and how we were. Some guy disagreed with me. Yeah. I was like, wow, I didn't know you were on my email list. And we've been talking back and forth. And in yeah. fact, uh, found out that, well, you know what? Uh, we agreed to disagree on some stuff. And he really cares about veterans and how they're not getting the services they need in Missouri. Right? Uh, military stuff. Yeah. That hits close to home for it you. It does, yeah. My grandpa was a veteran. My dad is a veteran. My son is currently serving. So, yeah. yeah. And that's another thing when people talk about Democrats being anti-American. Hello. Right. Yeah. I... right. Right. <laughs> American flag and everything. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, goodness. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Come on now. Um, okay, wait. Another quick hitter. Uh, right to work and unions. Ooh, right to work. What? No. What? No. no, no, no. Unions, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That was easy. <laughs> That's great. Okay, I am uh, I'm going to give you this lovely opportunity now. Okay. Okay? Because uh, we've been here for a bit. Your kid's going nuts. She wants to go home so bad. Your husband probably even more so. <laughs> he's but he's been so patient. He's look look how nice he's been. It's so supportive. Uh, and uh, so, yeah. This has been wonderful. I am so Thank excited you. that you were the first live guest. This is a lot of fun. It was. And like I said, next time I'll come to your neck of the woods, yes. make it a lot easier for you. Um, but tell me, uh, your your thoughts really, I think, about what Missouri can be yeah. and what's really inspiring you to do all of this, right? Uh, it, it's a big sacrifice, right? It is. <laughs> uh, it, it takes a long time. Your family's got to do all of this stuff. Yeah. And it's never easy to watch that, right? It's uh, and so, so it's not fun either. It's yeah. Sometimes it's not right. Some people don't make it very fun. Sometimes some people are jerks. We <laughs> talked about that whole divisive thing. Yeah. And yeah. they're just mean, you know, yeah. but, but why? Like what, what, what is the motivating thing behind you doing this? Yeah. Well, I probably the same thing that motivated me to be a teacher. It's just mm. that I really, um, see it's so corny. It's Whitney Houston, but I, I see that future. I see what's coming up. I have five kids. I have one granddaughter and I have a, a set of twins on the way. So I want them to be near me. I want them to live near me. I want them to be able to find um, adequate or even nice housing. They, you know, dare we dream for that. <laughs> I want them to have medical care. I want them to have um, a good education. And I think that every single person in the state deserves what we can give them. The, I, I don't like that. Where, where are we going to pay for it? How are we going to pay for it? Well, we have paid for so many things that are absolutely not helping anyone in this state. We can find money to, to give tax credits to people. We can find money to give them Medicaid. Um, and so my motivation is to make my community um, what everybody wants. And I really feel like that. I feel like uh, I live a dream up there. Um, and just a few extra things would 
would make it even better. Yeah. Um, but I want that for everyone, you know? I want yeah. it for, for everyone. You can tune into our programs live on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, or at aladgross.live. You can also submit questions and see all of our previous programs. If you'd like to get more involved in our government, visit takebackmissouri.org and sign up to volunteer. Until next time, this is Alad Gross, and thanks for listening to the Alad Pod. Thank you.